afternoon and welcome to episode 274 of the other ground live i'm pastor jay uh the hell are you guys doing today it is wednesday january 10th 2021 which means it's the start of a whole new week of the other ground live uh glad to have you guys along for the ride i see people starting to show up in the chat box now that's a good thing i hate talking to myself <laughs> so i hope everybody had a good uh sunday monday and tuesday uh for myself it was not too shabby um Let's see what I had. What kind of shit did I have happen to me while I was gone? Uh, Sunday? I don't remember Sunday, so it's probably a good day. <laughs> Monday, on the other hand, was uh, my very first uh, lesson for my, my new pistol hobby. Um, well, I don't know if you want to call it a hobby. My new, let's call it learning how to shoot a pistol so eventually if I have to defend myself, I don't shoot myself in the foot. So, <clears throat> and it was educational. I went to a place uh, a town or two over from me. It's like, I don't know, almost a half hour drive. But <clears throat> there's no, uh, um, there's, there might have been a range closer, but that was the one I looked up. It had private instruction and the rates seemed reasonable. So that's what I went and did. And uh, my plan was basically, I just wanted him to show me how my pistol works as far as like just the mechanics of it. I, I see it all on YouTube. I watch it. I understand, you know, you know, all the basic stuff, but it still made me feel better to have someone go over the process with me. Uh, and that's pretty much what he did. Um, let's see. He... Uh, did some basic safety stuff obviously he goes uh you know you he said i know you you know most people think safety is common sense but it's not common sense it's uh he goes it's almost like muscle memory it's something that you basically have to train for because uh, everybody can be thoughtless sometimes and uh it doesn't take he goes it doesn't take a dumb person to make a dumb mistake i was like okay so yeah which i think is probably the right attitude to have about it uh so after a bit of that uh he uh you know we took out my uh, pistol and he went over the mechanics of the, that particular pistol being the 911, explaining all the different parts for it, what kind of pistol it was, how it worked, you know, with the slide and all that good stuff. Um, and then I, I, after I was comfortable with that, uh, then the, and this is what we worked on for a lot of the uh, uh, time I was there, because it, it was an hour lesson, was basically this pistol grip, the the proper way to grip a pistol. He goes, no, he, and he was explaining to me, yes, you will occasionally have to use one hand. He goes, either your strong hand or your weak hand. He goes, but, uh, he goes, and, and if you come back for more lessons, we can get into that, certainly. He goes, I think someone should have learned how to fire one-handed with either hand, uh, at least somewhat, because you never know if you, uh, you're going to have both hands available. Um, so uh, we worked on my uh, grip on the pistol using, you know, on the prop where I should have one hand and where I should have the other hand and all that good stuff. Um, and then... Uh, after that, we just did some really basic stuff. Um, I barely fired the pistol. <laughs> I fired exactly five rounds, and this is which doesn't sound like a lot, obviously, and it's not. Uh, but which also doesn't seem right for being there for an hour. But the thing is, uh, most of his uh, safety stuff and basic pistol grip stuff and explaining the pistol and how it worked took up a big chunk of time. We only had like probably fifteen minutes, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit longer when we first when we actually started firing, and. Uh, and I like the way he did it. Yes, no, I, I, well, I mostly like it. I'll tell you the part that I didn't like afterwards. And it's not nothing on him. Uh, what he had me do was take an empty magazine, load in one bullet, uh, load the magazine into the uh, pistol. Uh, then, you know, uh, I'd have to think of the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The order he had me do it again. But then, so basically, he'd have me put up a, a bullet into the pistol, uh, load the magazine into the pistol. I mean, so bullet in the magazine, rather. Uh, then he would have me uh, charge the slide, uh, throw, turn the safety off, 
uh, and then get my grip, uh, pistol grip correct, and then uh, line up the sights and then fire off a shot. Then he would have me uh, eject the magazine, put the, the safety on, put down the pistol, put one bullet into the magazine, uh, load the magazine into the pistol, and and just that over and over again with just one bullet in the uh, pistol because he wanted to me to get comfortable with the very very basics of like load a load a magazine uh pit, you know bolt the magazine how to load the magazine into the pistol ejecting the magazine afterwards the proper you know charging the magazine the uh excuse me charging the slide and all that good stuff and that being the case you know uh doing it that way i only got five shots off in like the last 15 minutes uh so i like how he did that because it's obvious that he's trying to train me into the like the very basics and, and the safe way to do all that stuff the only thing i didn't like about it is because i only fired one shot at a time i never really got over my anxiety over shooting it you know uh because i go bang okay that was kind of scary okay now try try to think about what you're doing making sure you're doing everything safe okay uh eject the slide the uh, magazine okay you know safety's on you put it down okay now you, you know and because i'm doing all those things I never really got used to the bang part. I think it probably would have did me some good to have at least one or two full magazines where I didn't have to uh, think after the shot. So, you know, cause I, I think if I was able to go bang, 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 I would have got more, a lot more used to the bang. Uh, even if, a, even if it was only five shots, if I would have fired them in a row, I think that would have benefited me in some ways. Uh, cause I never got over the anxiety part of the shot. And I got a fucking bullseye in my first shot. Uh, and then like, almost missed the target on the second shot <laughs> so like i think it was like six inches down and to the left and the instructor said that is super duper common it almost happens almost every time people do a really good shot for their first one and then they uh like he said for better lack of a better term uh start to anticipate anticipate the recoil which will fuck up their shot oh yeah see yeah yeah and john targaryen said the exact same thing yeah uh Charge Iraq. Yeah. And I, I'm, and I am getting some of the terminology uh, wrong just because I'm kind of nervous that I'm going to fuck something up, explain it to you guys. And I, and I don't want to do that because I think the guy did do a good job. I'm just, I have a fucking poor memory. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, I, I imagine my shots would get worse as I, as I anticipate the shot and flinch because that that's what happened with the, just the five shots that I did. Uh, but I also, but I do think that I would, it would do me a world of good just to fire a couple of magazines in a row to get me over the, oh, it's big and scary. And as far as the 10 millimeter, I can see what people are talking about. It did not kick back like I thought it would. It kicks up quite a bit. Uh, so every time it shot, I was afraid I was gonna, it was going to flip out of my hand. Uh, but it, it never really came close to that. It just had that feeling. So because, you know, a f man, now I can see why people are good or bad shots because that's it, it's definitely not the uh, point and shoot thing that I thought it was. Um, because you you know you can't just like grab oh hold on I got, I got a little dog I got to put on the floor go on little dog um it's not like you can just because you know I, I mentioned that I was worried about it flipping out of my hands even though I probably wasn't a justifiable worry but you can't respond to that by just just holding on to the fucking pistol as hard as you can because you can't make a shot like that uh and so so there it's a balance of having a proper grip on your on your pistol while still not having so tight of a grip that you're fucking up your shots. Because, uh, you know, um, now he did say I had the advantage of that the 1911 had a really, really good trigger on it because he says, because that's the other thing, you know, basically you want to pull the trigger in such of a way that it doesn't move the gun. Uh, 
And he said, when you're paying attention, you'll see it. He goes, that's why you start, that's why dry fire is really important to do a lot of that because you'll, you, you'll dry fire. He goes, now go home and dry fire some, and you'll watch and watch your site. You'll see it when you fuck it up. <laughs> you know, so what you need to do is uh, get comfortable with what the, what the necessary pull is on it uh, to the point where the actual bang and you know, all, all that stuff doesn't throw you off. So, um, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I think it was a good lesson. I, if, when I take some more lessons, I think I'm going to go back to him as well. They have a couple other classes, like just a basic handgun safety class. Um, I hate taking classes with other people and this is basically the same price. So I don't know. I'll, I'll ask the guy about, uh, you know, what, what that would accomplish and what he thinks I need. Cause clearly I need more training. Uh, like right now I still wouldn't even go to the range by myself. I, I, if you force me to, you're like with a gun to my head, ironically, I, I, I could, I could go, I think I could go to the range. I think I could safely put uh, bullets down the range. I would really prefer to go with somebody who knows more about pistols and gun ranges and all, and all that good stuff uh, the first time or two. I think it'd be a better idea if nothing else. I know you can't really share a lane, but uh, I don't know if not, if, if my self-confidence, if nothing else, because I do not feel like I should be just like shooting guns yet. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, but it was an interesting experience and, uh, uh, I'd never been to an indoor gun range before. I've been to lots of gun ranges, but that was with my stepdad when I was a child and they were all outdoor ones because he didn't fuck around with pistols. He had a couple, but he was a rifle person. Yeah. Uh, everything from an AR-15 to an AK-47 to a plethora of different hunting rifles. I knew some of them. Actually, you know what? I knew all of them were expensive because, uh, as I mentioned before, we didn't, he didn't make a lot of money and, you know, we were poor growing up. But if he bought something, he bought something good. He did, you know, he didn't believe in wasting his money and to buy something that was cheap. He, if he couldn't get the good version of what he thought was a good version, he just wouldn't buy anything at all until he could, which is probably a good uh, philosophy. But uh, that point being, like, he had a whole bunch of nice, expensive guns. I don't know anything about them. And they all went to his son when he died. <coughs> and that is the only part of that entire shitty getting uh, screwed out of uh, like uh, my part of the inheritance thing at all. That was actually right. Cause he was supposed to get all of the, all of the guns. Yeah. And it's, it's right in the, it was right in the will that his son's Jeff would get all of his uh, hunting equipment, you know? Um, but yeah, it didn't say anything else about anything about cutting me and my brother out of the will, but that's a story for a different day. <laughs> uh, as always, if you guys feel like talking about what I'm talking about, you're free to call in. Uh, if you're too shy for that shit, go ahead and type shit into the chat box and I will try to respond, but I'm really bad at that. So don't, uh, get your hopes up. Uh, let's see. Having said that, we'll go ahead and, uh, swing over to the chat box and see what you guys are talking about. <coughs> Jay, do you think I would shoot better in my carry concealed hoodie hooded sweater? Um, probably not. <laughs> uh, for those that, uh, don't know what he's talking about, I bought a really long, uh, hoodie for in case I ever have to conceal a weapon because I eventually am going to go for a concealed weapons license as, as well. That's the entire point of this. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm developing a kind of a cough today because that's the entire point of this. I'm not really interested in going out and shooting guns as a sport or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not going to go out robbing people, so I don't need it for that. It's for self-defense. Um, and that being the case, I don't see any point in having a, a pistol for self-defense if you don't have a concealed uh, carry for it because... While Michigan is an open carry state, uh, that restricts you in quite a bit, uh, quite a few ways. Like, uh, for instance, you can't have a car, a pistol in your car, uh, even if you have a, uh, 
you know, uh, a reg registered, registered uh, legal pistol, uh, you have to put it in your like trunk or make sure it's unloaded and locked up in a case or like, there's a couple different ways you can, you can uh, carry it, uh, move it in your car, but none of them are easy access. And heaven forbid, 80% of my interaction with the public nowadays is just me driving around. So if I want it for self-defense, clearly I want it while I'm driving around. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not a, a, a um, road rage kind of guy. <laughs> I don't get in the tips of people. I'm too old for that shit. I learned my lesson years ago. But uh, that doesn't mean that something that you do completely legal and reasonable isn't going to piss someone uh, off to the point where they try to fuck you up uh, at a stoplight. So that's one of the big reasons. Uh, almost the entire reason because I never leave my fucking house. Don't, I leave my house to go to my job, my other job besides this one, and every once in a while grocery shopping, although I avoid it as much as I fucking can. Uh, like I wanted hot dogs and uh, relish uh, for the last three days, but, but my wife forgot to get it when she went to the store. And boy, it was hard not to guilt her about that. Because <laughs> she asked me what I wanted from the store and then never looked at the message, so I got nothing that I wanted. <laughs> She goes, I didn't see the message. I'm like, why did you ask me a question? And I, it actually got sent to her. I was like, why did you ask me a question and then never bother to check for the answer? I had all my hopes up. But I, well, but I can't really blame her because I'm so goddamn lazy. I still haven't went to the store three days later. So, which I think I'm going to have to tomorrow. I'm out of toothpaste. I got like a little squeeze in there for today and tomorrow morning. But after that, it's done. So, uh, but yeah, the point being, I don't go out in the public a lot. So, um, it would be... Other than the car, it's going to be, you can take a, you can take a concealed weapon. Well, I, I'm pretty sure you can. You can bring an open carry weapon into like a grocery store. So clearly you can bring a concealed weapon to a grocery store. Uh, I'd have to look it up again, but I do know there's a couple places you're like, you're not allowed to, I believe. Schools? I don't think you can. Uh, any place, one thing I saw is any place that serves booze, you can't have a, a concealed weapon in there, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You, you really shouldn't go bar hopping if you're nine. That's, that's never a good idea. Uh, let's see. John Tigger said, have a buddy balance an empty bullet case on the front sight and slowly squeeze your trigger without the case falling off. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a good drill. Yeah, that would be a good drill because you, you're definitely making sure that you're uh, uh, not moving the gun. And he only put the thing out there 15 feet, so it wasn't super far away. So don't don't get me wrong. wrong. Uh, when I said I got a bullseye in the first one, I figure most people probably would from that far from that close. Uh and, and even my farthest one off was like probably about six inches off. Uh, it was, an, it wasn't a huge piece of paper. Actually, you know, one almost didn't get the paper, but which means I would have got the guy in like the gut instead of the chest. So I, I feel confident that all five of my shots would have fucking some, fuck somebody up as, as bad as I messed them up though. Cause like I said, that's so fucking close. You can't, you can't miss it. <laughs> even, even if you don't know what you're doing like me. Um, hold on a second. I got a cat that's trying to. Come here, cat. No? All right. Fuck you, cat. <laughs> That's trying to get up. Trying to get the uh, strings on my uh, hoodie. Uh, which brings us back to my concealed carry hoodie, which I bought, obviously, way in advance. Uh, almost none of my clothes are long enough. Uh, I've this is, a, this is a problem that I've encountered before. Um, like, all of my... For my clothes, like my shirts and stuff, to, to fit on my chest uh, with any kind of reasonableness... They're too short. Like they'll be too short in the uh, length. Like I have a whole bunch of shirts that look okay, but like if I raise my arms more than like uh, three quarters away, like halfway up, all of a sudden the shirt's a, a, a too short, <laughs> and you can see my belly button and shit, which is frustrating. But you know, there's not a lot I can do about it because uh, the next size up, extra large, 
isn't even much longer, but now I'm wearing a fucking tent. So, uh, it, unless I get specialty clothing, like stuff that's, you know, uh, advertises extra long bullshit, just, you know, doesn't fit me all that well. Luckily, I don't have a big belly because that would be fucking embarrassing because that'd, that'd make it hugely worse. I would walk around with my gut hanging out all the time. Uh, but the reason I told you that is because I realized that if I ever do conceal carry something, I will need to have it concealed. <laughs> and most of my hoodies and stuff won't cut that shit. So I went online and got the most ridiculous hoodie you will ever see in your life. Uh, it comes down uh, almost to my knees. <laughs> so I, I've definitely uh, uh, fixed the uh, not long enough problem. The hoodie on it, if I ever put it up, makes me look like a fucking Jedi cosplayer. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, it's, qu it's quite the thing. But it's perfect. It is goddamn perfect. Because you look at me and there's like no way that dude's carrying a gun. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. Uh, oh, I didn't post it. Yeah, okay, I'll post that on the on the OG. Uh, do they make large extra tall? In certain things they do. Uh, Rock uh, G was asking me that. Um, but most things, no. Um, even t-shirts, when they advertise them as extra tall, they don't, you know, it's it's rough. Yeah, so, and even as long as this thing, it, I should have probably bought a bigger size because it's it's not really long enough in the arms. Uh, it is not too bad. Like if I, if I let my arms just hang to the side, it looks like it's maybe a quarter or a half inch uh, shorter than it should be. But of course, when I put my hands up and arms up and start moving around doing something, all of a sudden it looks like it's way too short. But that's everything I fucking own. So. So yeah, it, but but I like it. It's nice. It, it, honestly, it looks like a bathrobe. So, But as we mentioned in previous shows, I've stopped giving a shit what people think about how I look. So. Uh, which is very freeing, by the way. Once you realize that you don't care what people think and you're really clothing yourself to avoid, like, you know, uh, public nudity laws and to, you know, keep yourself warm uh, and to amuse yourself, then, yeah, it, uh, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I say this as I'm wearing the stupidly long um, hoodie and, and a leather fucking trilby. Uh, <laughs> Because that's because that's because that's what that's what set me off. And this is a relatively recent thing. Because I always try to make myself look at least presentable and not too silly looking. I might have been nerd cool, but I was still trying to look cool. Uh, but I woke up, and I told you guys this story already. I woke up the other day realizing that I can give a shit what people think. So why am I not wearing a cool hat? Because that's why I never wore a cool hat. Because I didn't think it looked right. You only old people can wear cool hats, you know. And it's because they don't care what people think. And I looked forward to that. I looked forward to being old, old enough to not care what people fucking think. And then I realized, looking at the clothing that I was wearing at the time, because it was a Decepticon t-shirt um, and some uh, Star Wars uh, So I wear hats now. Hello, Hacker. What can I do for you? Dr. J, I'm sorry to inform you, but you don't look cool in hats, bro. <laughs> well, you know, that's all right. That's just, all right. It doesn't matter to you your opinion but as far as what i or people fucking think are you in the matrix or is it just my connection no i you uh i don't know I'm, i don't know if i'm having a bad uh, connection i you're a little crackly but you sound good to me other than that okay okay well listen once again i'm calling in because we got some punk ass running around running his mouth being a goof and uh, i'm gonna have to set him straight so uh if you don't mind path of jay here we go Brad one, I'm sick of you too, bro. You're not being very polite. In fact, some would even call you rude. 
Your rhymes are polar bear to work, yo, this shit is sad, son, so listen up while I kick a quick rap about Brad One. He a goofy drunken faggot, I'ma keep it a buck. Who's waiting room poverty is fuck, and the lease just sucks, so what? Now the engineer boasts, but we know that Brad One couldn't engineer toast. He likes to talk that shit the most. And if he take any back, then his ass get ghost. I hate him. And the way he fucking slurs, if I'm honest, I hate the snow on his fly over Igloo province. I hate his politics obsession, how he make life a contest. I hate his band faith no more. Ayo, that shit is some nonsense. I could trash his bitch all day. So what the fuck the pimp fast hack gotta say? He needs to put the most in the way. And learn to spell his own country. Canada got no K, don't play. With your hard-earned cash with the stocks, he got no time for you liberal ass faggot cops. So probably call me a brood, but you can kick them rocks. You just shut the fuck up and let Lander talk or what? Fuck Gordy Howe. <laughs> fuck you, LaFleur. Wayne Gretzky's a bitch. Wow. Holy shit. Holy, holy shit, man. <laughs> No, that's not good enough. That's not. There we go. <laughs> Spitting that fire. Fire. <laughs> Shit, how am I supposed to lead after that? It's a good thing I don't try to rap because that would be fucking pitiful at that point, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the uh, awesome rap there, Mr. Hacker. All right. So let's see. What else we got going on? Um, still on the personal front, since I figured I haven't bored you guys with that yet. Uh, haven't been lifting weights. Been moving over to the yoga thing, DDP yoga, because that's not your mama's yoga, which I recommend for anybody that's looking for yoga but doesn't want to feel all silly about it. Uh, DDP gets a little bit uh, cheesy. He is a, a uh, wrestler from the 90s, so but that's to be expected. And it's it, it's working out great so far. Um, I'm trying not to overdo it. I'm only, I'm my sh- goal is three times this week, so which won't be hard to hit because I'm used to working out five days a week. But I also don't want to fucking get ridiculous on that either because it is working out different uh, muscles. So <clears throat> I'm pretty happy about it. My back's been pretty happy about it. I ha- uh, I actually went out and shoveled snow the other day and it didn't fuck up my back. I mean, I wasn't out there that long, but uh, neither was I the time before that when it did fuck up my back. So uh, that's always already progress. Uh, it's funny when you go back to something that you used to do a lot of, uh, cause you don't expect to be as good at it with something like that. Cause yoga, like a lot of other things, it's one of the, you, you have to do it consistently to maintain any kind of proficiency, proficiency at it. And <clears throat> so I wasn't surprised it wasn't as good as it used to be. Uh, but what did surprise me is certain things I was, I realized that's probably because I'm, I was still doing some sort of working out in general. So I wasn't going into this like stupid out of shape like i did the first time like six or seven years ago when i first started doing yoga um but uh and in in other ways it was fucking hard because you know there's things that in yoga that you're just not going to address when you're doing weight traditional weightlifting yeah it's uh you know there's just muscles that just don't get used that way uh but all in all that stuff wasn't that hard what surprised me and which and shouldn't have was my balance is fucking shit my balance was never great that was never that was always the hardest part of this yoga thing for me uh one two things one some some of the leg stretches my i don't my legs just don't stretch that way so uh and two balance i have a poor sense of balance so whenever it got into any kind of those moves it got really really hard for me and a lot of times i would have to modify it or have something to grab onto so i don't fucking fall over 
but I did get better at it. I it did improve my uh, um, balance in general. So going back to it now, fucking holy shit! Like here's here's an example. Um, one of the poses is like a lunge. You've got one leg out, bent yeah, bent at the knee, uh, right, and the other leg behind you as far back as you can, like as stretch it reasonably. So you know, so, uh, so I so I assume you guys have the mental picture in your head. I am so bad at this that right now, the my legs are spread super duper far apart while I'm doing that. So like you know, one like the left front leg yeah you know, would be like on, almost on the left side of the yoga pad, and the right back leg will be almost on the right side, and I have to have it that far apart to keep my balance. Because if I because as you start to squeeze those feet closer and closer in, it becomes more and more uh, of a balancing rail instead of a instead of a support, and I don't have the balance for that right now. Uh, so I'm sure I'm not getting quite of a good a workout as I could, but fucking what are you going to do? And, and that will come back. Uh, I, I know from experience, I will get uh, enough balance to at least be reasonably good at this shit. There's some stuff I'm just going to avoid. I just can't do it. But but uh, it's coming back quicker than I thought. So don't I accidentally fart when doing yoga? Um, <laughs> you don't need to be farting any more than you already are. Both of those things are true. No, I don't uh, really uh, fart a lot during yoga for, if nothing else, hold on a second, I gotta take off this gigantic fucking hoodie. I'm getting hot. Whew. Like a blanket. Holy shit. <sighs> um, no, I don't normally fart doing yoga. If for no other reason, I normally do it in the morning right after I've taken a shit. So <laughs> I'm kind of cleaned out. <laughs> so, but occasionally I'll squeeze out a leftover, but that's not normally a big deal. Yeah, and I realize I do not need to be farting any more than I already do. It it, it has affected our, my marriage. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. We we had to take measures. Um, I believe, but yeah, um, one of the measures that we had to take uh, was creating a. Uh, okay, backstory. I fart a lot. Uh, I have stomach issues relating back to possibly having cancer. I don't know. That's when they popped up. Who knows what the fucking thing is? I got IBS and all this good shit going on. And one of the signs effects of it is that if I eat anything, even slightly not what I'm supposed to eat, eat, it'll fuck up my stomach. Uh, the bad parts of it for me are stomach cramps and, you know, and things like that. The bad parts for my wife is sometimes it can cause some pretty fucking epic gas. Um, and there will, for the longest time, my wife just suffered with it, but eventually she, she decided she'd had enough. Um, and what she did was put up this little plastic curtain over her, um, over the doorway to her bed, bedroom. We have separate, we have separate bedrooms. That's a different story. Uh, and, uh, she decided that she wanted to have a fart free zone of her own. So she put up the, this little plastic, uh, door thing that, you know, had like a magnetic thing in the middle, uh, Cause she, you know, she needed like kind of like a fall fallout shelter for the farts. So like a fart out shelter, a safe spot where the farts can't get her. Cause I guess my gas was so bad. And here's the thing. I know my gas is bad. I'm not a rude person. I hold it in, you know, I hold it in most of the day. Sometimes I'll go out to the garage just to fart. Cause I, I'm a good person. And I love my wife. I don't care how good of a person you are. You can't control what you're doing when you're asleep. And my wife was getting super duper upset with me. Cause I was farting in my sleep and gassing her to fuck out. We live in a small house. It's only 900 square feet or so, 950, I think. So it, yeah, you know, and my bedroom and her bedroom, their doorways are like literally feet apart. So like, and I guess my farts were bad enough that they would actually wake her up in the middle of the night, and which has got to be a scary thing to wake up to. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is what she told me. She said they wake her up. 
So she tried to put up this little plastic uh, doorway thing, and it didn't work well at all because the, the dogs did not respect her do- the, the integrity of that door. <laughs> and they basically ripped it down within like a week or two. Um, flash forward to a couple days ago where I had a dog door installed on my back door. Um, here's the thing. Before the dog door was there, we had... Um, beer cooler strips here. I guess that's the way to put it. We, I wanted to have the door open so the dogs could go outside without like letting the outside and inside in. Like I didn't want to heat the uh, air condition the outside and vice versa. So they're like those strips that you see like at a store's cooler. You know, they hang down from the from the uh, doorway in like five or six or seven strips and they overlap and then you can just walk through them. Uh, so when we got the dog door uh, installed uh, last week, we took those down and then installed them in my wife's bedroom doorway. So now it looks like a beer cooler to the entrance is the entrance to her bedroom. And she fucking loves it. It's awesome. The dogs can go back and forth, you know, and it keeps the smell out. Uh, does she have an air purifier? No, she has an air humidifier, which I tell her is a horrible mistake. Because <laughs> all she's doing is supercharging those farts when they come in her room. Because the only thing worse than a, a fucking nasty fart is a wet nasty fart. But she needs it for her breathing and some pussy ass shit like that. So... <laughs> it's been a pretty good solution so you know my my uh marriage is no longer in danger from my excessive farting it might be in danger because her cat decided like i'm the person that he likes apparently fucking a dude <laughs> not what i wanted i get tired of fucking with pets i love my pets they're cute and all but fucking they're all very needy and want on your lap and so the last thing i wanted was to have this cat attached to me but that's apparently what fucking happened. Uh, for those of you who have not been playing at home, uh, my wife brought home a cat from her mom's house in Florida. Her mom uh, breeds Maine Coons. And this is like an all-white Maine Coon. So it's a cute little cat. Uh, and, you know, it's adorable. But the thing is, the cat, the dogs want to eat it. Or at least fuck it up really bad. <laughs> I mean, they're playing. But that's that's what's, what, what keeps on uh, happening. Is they, uh, whenever they see the cat, they charge after it because they want to fucking play with it. Uh, my dogs are up my wife's butt 24 uh, seven. This is definitely a case of like, sh- uh, she is the alpha. They sleep with her. Um, they hang out with her constantly while she's home. She, you know, they're on her lap 24 seven. Um, so every time the cat tries to explore the front of the house where my wife is, the dogs go nutty and try to attack her. So the cat's starting to hang out here in the back of the house in my fart den. <laughs> um, so and uh, I put one of his old, uh, and we have this ridiculous, uh, huge cat tree in the living room that he doesn't really use because he's always here in the back with me. So we put up like his, the Sam's old cat tree, just a little piece of shit thing, because uh, apparently we didn't love Sam as much as we do the new, the new cat. <laughs> and he hangs out all back here, with, uh, all day back here with me. So he'll cry and I'll play with him. Yeah, I'll put him on my lap and like hang a, dangle a string in front of him, all this good shit. And uh, now fucking the cat wants to be where I am. Like if I go up to the front, he'll go up to the front and, you know, uh, Actually, he'll cry sometimes and ask to be put in the front because he knows he can't get there. So I'll pick him up and put him in the cat tree. Uh, like it turns out at night, he sleeps under my bed. He knows better to sleep in my bed. I crush the little fucker and roll around too much. So I'm glad he hasn't got that idea, but he sleeps in my room. Uh, so like I'll get up in the morning and like, you know, go to the bathroom and take care of my shit. And so I'll sit down and like 10 seconds later, he's scratching underneath the door trying to get in. So apparently I own a cat now. And, uh, my wife, even though she pretends like, oh, that's so cute. You've got a new friend. She doesn't like this shit. She doesn't like this shit at all. <laughs> this is going to be her cat. You know, she drove. She, this is going to be her cat to the point where instead of flying back from Florida, uh, 
like she originally was going to, she let that ticket go to waste and rented a car so she could drive this cat from Florida to Michigan because the uh, paperwork wasn't ready for it to fly. So, so I can understand her being a, a, a little bit upset about that, you know? It's like, oh, I'm going to give you a new pet. I love him. He's going to be so cute and he pays no attention to me at all. It wants to be on my husband's lap. So, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I feel bad. I know, I know she's upset about that. <laughs> Anyways, you guys got anything to talk about today? Uh, it doesn't have to be something I'm talking about. If you guys want to throw out a topic, I'll be more than happy to uh, speak on it. Or, you know, you can throw it into the chat box if you don't actually want to call in and we'll talk about it that way. If you guys don't do that, we're going to be re reduced to going to the OG for topics. For those of you new here on the OG, we're the other ground live. We're a show that spring forth from a forum, not even the actual forum from the off topics part of a forum, which would be mixed martial arts.com, uh, which is a, a website about mixed martial arts. Obviously the, the name, the name of the, the site is the underground and we're from the other ground, which would be the off topic. Get it underground, other ground. Yeah. It's not that funny. I get it. <laughs> but anyways, that's where we're from. So where are you from? If you're new here on the show today and this is your first time listening, I'd like to hear about it. Go ahead and type into the chat box. Tell me where you're from. And, uh, or call in. I always like meeting new people. That's always a lot of fun. So, all right. If not, we're going to go ahead and swing over to the OG and see what they're talking about today. Uh, let's see. Talking about stocks. I don't do stocks. Um, politics. Don't do politics. Uh, oh yeah, that was that one. You guys see that? Uh, I'm it's I'm sure you have. It's been going around the internet for a couple few days now. The um, couple that got shot by their neighbor for uh, sh pushing snow onto his property and then uh, giving him grief about it. And I did not watch the video because I, I don't. I'm not really into watching people die. But I read the transcripts and all that good stuff. So I'm assuming you guys have at least seen it. Okay, for those who haven't seen it, apparently. This dude and, and his neighbors have been fighting for quite a while. And it all came to a head when they apparently uh, took the, the snow that they were removing from their property and pushed it onto his property. And on the surface, I, uh, oh, we actually got a caller. Holy shit. One second. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't notice. Come on. Come on, work. What up now? Oh man, it didn't work. <laughs> I hit I hit accept and I was I too slow? Try calling it again. There we go. Let's try again. Sorry, man. I'm not very bright. There we go. What's going on, boss? I just I feel so bad for your wife right now, bro. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least okay. So at least I at least you redeemed yourself by saying you actually do make some attempt at holding it in. Because originally it sounded like you just like some girl liked you four years ago and fucked up and married you, and you've been like you moved her into a fucking fart den, stole her cat, and with the fucking gun in the fiesta, you're rolling around in Detroit in a fiesta. Come on, bro, you can do better than this. Be better than this. Oh, Don't grab this shit. <laughs> Don't grab. That's a word now. Okay, yeah. Congratulations, congratulations, grad. You're a verb. Um, so, yeah, no, no, I, I try, I try to keep it in the best I can. I'll, I'll let one slide every once in a while. I even look at the clock, like it's about six thirty, so around six o'clock or so, I tried to stop farting, <laughs> so she doesn't. Do you like, do you like bust ass like loud, or do you like try to make them silent, like so that she doesn't realize that you're just fucking lighting off all day? 
Oh, that well, well, yeah. If she can hear it, I, I try not to let one out at all. But if I do, I, I try to be silent about it. If, oh, if she's not around or I'm outside, I try to make it as loud as fun, as loud as I can. That's the point of a uh, fart, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like, if I want to fuck control her, I fart really loud. But like, sometimes you know, you just gotta let one out, and she ain't in the mood. So right, at that right, point, exactly. hey. Okay, and it's so not near. That's not nearly the problem it was before because uh, uh, most of it was for my diet when I adjusted to eating a lot more of that Huel to having like you know the actual proper amount of fiber in my diet. My body was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it took like a month for it to get used to it. I just I, I want to save the marriage, bro. This oh, girl thanks, was kind that. enough to fucking marry you, and oh, yeah, you know should, keep you from being like happen. all the other fucking incels on the OG. So you know you were headed there, bro. You're not, there's not a lot of options left at 50 and six foot eight. <laughs> oh, oh, if she ever divorces me or heaven helps me, something happens to her or something like that, I, I'm just going to get prostitutes. <laughs> I'm not that's, gonna, I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm getting hookers. At the minute if something happens, it's cocaine and hookers until all the way out, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, you know, I plan on checking out early anyway, so if you, might as well have a good time with it. So, like, my wife's 10 years younger than me, so she's like, uh, like if we broke up, she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna you you couldn't handle a girl uh, ten years younger than you now, like or a girl ten years younger than her, you know? I couldn't handle some like twenty something year old. It's like fuck no, I want some old bitch with a fucking with a fucking bank account, some divorcee fucking cougar that I can actually fucking have a conversation with." Oh yeah. Oh, I like I've told told my wife many, many, many times. I go, look, if you ever cheat on me, it better be with one of the members of our fucking country club we work at. Make it worthwhile, okay? Yeah, like, don't you don't leave me for some like, uh, James don't Woods cheat on me for some fucking loser. James Woods and Sharon Stone and Casino. <laughs> like the fucking pimp that she's going always that she always goes back to. She can always run back. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. She yeah, she she goes what? Where is she? She's in my fart room. What? <laughs> and she has been hit on my cup by uh a couple of the members before too mostly the older ones uh which is because she because she's very super friendly uh and, and as you've seen pictures of her she's pretty too so um your neighbor you better hope your neighbor doesn't have a fucking trust fund yeah oh did i tell did i tell that story on air or is that just like uh on, <laughs> on our super secret chat <laughs> i can't remember i think your neighbor you said something about your neighbor being sweet on her i can't remember yeah 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 um yeah i saw uh my wife post on facebook the other day just something about something or another there's a picture of her and uh i have an old neighbor who lives across the street that my wife's super nice to because she's super nice to everybody and he posted so fine and we'll like put a whole bunch of eyes and the ends and ease <laughs> stretch it out <laughs> she, he goes by super nice and uh, uh an awesome neighbor I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, that doesn't really save it afterwards, but with the super nice and awesome neighbor, man, you're hitting on my wife, man. The guy's in his seventies and he walks, he has a walker and all that shit. It's, yeah. yeah I, it's, you know, I, you know, know you know what a guy in his seventies was <coughs> a fucking you. cocaine dealing cocksmith during the seventies, bro. He's <laughs> some fucking polyester getting bitches with his Bee Gees fucking albums, bro. God damn Watch right, out yeah. for those old fuckers. <laughs> it's not like a seventy-year-old from when we grew up, where it was some asshole that was in World War Two. Seventy-year-old right. now is some guy like you know, fucking hairy chest and a fucking gold chain in the night. 19- yeah, and he, and he's doing well. I, I've mentioned multiple times I have the shittiest house on my street. Uh, he lives directly across the street from us. But he also owns the house next door to that as well. 
you know, uh, that he lets So you're his, saying he uh, can put her up in her own house that has no farting in it? Yeah. yeah well, well, I mean, right now it's, he has one of his uh, uh, nieces living there, her niece and her uh, wife or some shit like that. So, yeah. But uh, from what I understand, that that marriage might be breaking up, so there be it might be an opening over there. So. You take it from uh, Desi and Lucy to fucking straight separate houses instead of separate beds. <laughs> Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the separate bed things, people give us crap about it whenever I talk about it. I go, dude, that's one of the best things that's ever happened in our marriage. Fucking go, exactly, bro. Larry from the fucking Regal Beagle is a 70-year-old now, bro. That oh, guy wow. was Larry from the Regal Beagle. God damn, his name's Larry, too. God. Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, he's trying. I mean, she, look, my wife is super duper nice. Like, she's went over there and, like, uh, cleaned his house before because, you know, uh, the cleaning person that uh, didn't show up for two weeks. Just wait till he while. accidentally walks out fucking with no pants on. Oh, oops. I'm old. Yeah. She's cut his hair before. <laughs> Hold on. We got the hacker calling in. Give me a second. Yes, sir. What can yes, I do sir. for you? What's up, Pastor J? What's up, big jujitsu? What's up, hacker? What up, though? I'm just chilling. Uh, I wasn't very satisfied with my rap earlier, and uh, mostly because it wasn't about Homeboy 88. So I thought I'd call back in and try to rectify the situation if possible. Knock yourself out, sir. All right, here we go. It's a, it. it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a long intro, but it's three six mafia's fault, not mine. <laughs> he's scanning boxes. He's scanning boxes. It don't stop. He's scanning boxes. He's scanning boxes. It don't stop. He's scanning boxes. Scanning boxes, it don't stop you scanning boxes, you scanning boxes again, you scanning boxes, you scanning boxes, it don't stop you scanning boxes, you scanning boxes, it don't stop you scanning boxes, you scanning boxes, it don't stop you scanning boxes, you scanning boxes. Homeboy pull up to the depot, then he stop, takes another bite from his taco, then he stop, then he fills the truck up to the top, and then he stop. They does bad impressions on his route, I wish he'd stop. His bosses are mad, his ex-wife is pissed, his warehouse is backed up. The boxes through his back at while he builded them stacks up. All I wanna do is call this loser a fat fuck. Quit crying about them fans, grow a sack, bitch, and man up. I'm not trying to hear no attempted stand-up. But half-baked skits, his subconscious crapped out. Homeboy fucking Rogers, yeah, he can get slapped out. Will he get some pussy this year? Yo, I have doubts. He talked that stupid shit, throwing stones in a glass house. At the retard school, yo, this clown was a standout. That comedy career i don't think it'll pan now because every time that bitch tells a joke them fans ran out he's scanning boxes he's scanning boxes it don't stop he's scanning boxes he's scanning boxes it don't stop he's scanning boxes he's scanning boxes yeah boy scanning boxes i love it get him out fuck yeah bro can we put delivering shit to the wrong fucking address in there next verse God damn, dude, that was a fucking twofer, man. Fucking fire! Yeah, that that, that I like the the grad one, but holy fuck, that was fucking bomb ass fire, dude. Holy shit! We're scanning boxes, we scanning boxes. Yeah, boxes. I like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> shit, dude, how you follow that after that? Man, I got 15 minutes of like underperforming ahead of me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just I want I need next next verse needs to have him delivering shit to the wrong addresses while doing the fucking voices. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There, there is a plethora of lines I think that could get thrown in there. Yeah. You know how many fucking Amazon people are pissed on his route? <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple times where he just fucking let it go while he's on, you know. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, Oh, here's his package. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Just right. Scanning boxes. Boxes. He's scanning boxes. boxes. Uh-huh. See, I, I can't rap worth a shit. I'm so jealous of that kind of stuff. I realized I couldn't rap one day when me and my buddies who were in a band, and this is when we were young, because they started in a band when we were like 13 or 14. Uh, so we're like 15, 16, that sort of age. And uh, my buddies were heavy metal people. They were just starting to get into rap so they they had their four track machine machine and they sat down and they, they, they figured for shits and gargles they were going to do a street fighter rap so each one of them picked a character they were going to rap about and i tried to rap about vega and i can't remember what my lines were but let's just say it didn't go good at all <laughs> i i have no rhythm at all no no even concept of cadence or anything like that. I mean, maybe now, 30-something years later, after listening to a whole bunch more rap, I'd do better, but God, it was fucking disturbingly bad. It's on tape someplace, probably. See, like, I'm a good shit talker. I can talk shit. Like, my friends wanted me to rap when I was a kid. Like, like they nicknamed... I got my nickname from someone else because I argued all the time, you know? And so, uh... My other one on the, you know, on the core... On the... That... On that thread, right, you right. know? And so that's where I got that from is because I fucking argued with everyone. But like most of it's usually when I'm talking shit, like I can throw in something like you Slavic suck ass, but I can't rhyme. I can't rhyme the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like I right. try, but my friends would always be like, damn fool. See, Eminem's doing what you should have been doing. You fucking, cause I haven't been a shit talker since forever, but I can't rhyme it. So yeah. I, and yeah. Like, I, I, fuck, well, plus I'm more a rocker anyway. When we used to go out fucking, when we used to roll out, we, I'd bump shit. I mean, I was a hip hop kid, but then half, halfway through, I'd fucking turn on some like misfits or some fear or some punk for them, and they got pissed and want to get out of my car. <laughs> great, great way to clear cholos out of your fuck cholos or blacks out of your fucking car. Put on some fucking Metallica or yeah. I like some of them like to, well, like when I'd play on like Sacred Right or Slayer. Some of like my best friend dug it because I would get them all hyped up to like go kill. So then like you have to kind of like gauge it because if you give them slayer or like pantera they're like yeah let's go shoot somebody but if you keep it at like misfits or just kind of shit that they don't like but not like that makes you want to go like white people don't want to go to war also that's how you clear the car <laughs> yeah because you know, if it's something inherently cool they will catch the coolness from it so oh dude if i play pantera or slayer for my boys when we would be out rolling cruising the canyon and shit they're like let's get those motherfuckers what are they looking at but if you play, yeah, social distortion, yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shit off, rival. It's, Fuck, it's funny how BJ White Boy music off. It's funny how people that don't listen to that genre at all think it's all the same. You know, I'm like, dude, punk is nothing like metal, and this type of punk is nothing like that type of punk, and this type of metal is nothing like that type of metal, and it, it is as varied as you want to make as you want to make it. Really, it's depending on how hipster you want to get into it. You know? Yeah. Um, like, I get all annoyed. Like, there's some dude that fucking ruined heavy metal in my... Like, have you ever seen that documentary where that fucking fucking Canadian douchebag <laughs> fucking goes and he he genrefies every single type of heavy metal, right? He did, a, like, a documentary on MTV or uh, VH1. And I think no, he's got, I never like, saw this. channel now. And so he goes, like, into 
he goes into fucking uh from regular heavy metal, right? He takes into thrash metal, okay? So then it goes from thrash metal. It was originally called speed metal and thrash metal, right? Mm, okay, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, I can still but see then that. Yeah. He takes it into death metal, black metal, extreme metal, black metal. Did I say black metal? Black death, extreme. Okay, so there's like the first one. Pow. But he just takes it all into so many subgenres that this is why all these fucking metalheads aren't getting laid and are fucking shooting up schools. Because girls don't want to fucking listen to Carcass. They don't want to listen to death metal shit, bro. You dumb fucks needed to keep the Motley Crews around to pull the chicks into the fucking thing. But what they did was they sent all the girls off to the fucking hip-hop shit because they wanted to play Dungeons and & Dragons and be LARPer, you know, black metal. I like black metal. I like Bathory and all that shit. I like King Diamond, Merciful Fate. But it's not really conducive to having girls in your... And so that's my thing about it. It's like, so like, yeah, if you play, if it gets too extreme, incel territory. That's all. Yeah, metal, a headbanger, sure. Yeah, yeah, yo. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. Because that guy came up with the Quebec, the Quebec tech death uh, genre oh, of, of fucking heavy metal is when it jumped the shark and I started doing this bit. <laughs> Fuck this guy. You know, and it's not just metal like that's it's like that. There's other like uh, I don't. It's not a genre, but I watched a documentary about Rush. Rush is an amazing band. They are great. I like almost everything about them. No chicks like Rush. None. No. Zero. No. <laughs> there's not. There's never been such thing as because they were saying like you go to the their concerts and there would be no girls there, but there but the guys didn't even care because the music was so awesome. And I'm like, no, yeah. the guys probably cared, but <laughs> well, because it's it's the same thing as pro wrestling. Guys want to be him. Girls want to fuck him. It's a basic rule of marketing. And that's the problem with the modern generation. And, nobody, top. and nobody modern, wanted to fuck Getty Lee. So that's, that's why. There you go. Modern generation Tide Pod. And even back then, no girl wants to fuck Getty Lee or. Yeah. And you're, everyone just wants to listen. To be honest here. You know, I don't even want to fucking listen to Getty Lee. That's why I don't fucking listen to Rush. Like, I like Rush. I can respect it as a band, but I'd rather listen I'd rather listen to someone that Rush influenced that doesn't have Getty Lee singing on it or the synthesizer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Holy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing how many bands there are out there that are like that. Because you think that when you think of a band, the, the front man's always the singer. You know, he might not be the most talented person in the band, but he's the guy in front. He's the guy that people are paying attention to. But there's a ton of bands out there where the singer fucking sucks. Yeah. And they just get by because the rest of the band's so good that basically they get a pass for it. Like Megadeth. You can't tell me Dave Mustang is a good singer. No, no, he's not. And he's, he's like, again, no chicks are going to a fucking Megadeth show. Same way they're not going to a fucking mayhem or some Swedish Swedish black metal. Those guys are the biggest fucking LARPing douchebag pussies on the fucking planet. You can sit there and tell me how much you love Satan all you want. You sound like you fucking hate your dad. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> I, like, basically, guys, once you hit past, like, Pantera's Phil Anselmo of, of level of I hate my dad, I, I feel you're a fucking school shooter and a bitch. You need to go right, get a fucking right. leg. You know, you need to go hit a fucking weight set. Do something, motherfucker. Just don't be a right. skinny fuck that pits make corpse paint on. Right. Sorry, drag. I'm not trying to shit on Europe either over here. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I like Pantera and things like that. But uh, 
after a certain point, dude, you need something besides your music to express your uh, emotions. So, you know, oh, yeah, you know, the people that, that get into all this worked up heavy metal, you know, like Pantera. And you know, as you mentioned, it gets even more aggressive and things like that. After a certain point, it's like, look, dude, maybe you need like to talk to somebody or something yeah, you like need that. Therapy. You, you get to a point <laughs> where it's like, dude, you need therapy, bro. Like there's fucking like like I used to work for a Satanist, right? Uh, you my old uh, was Mad Zane, Society One band. Uh, he used to have he used to have like metal hooks pierced into his body and do uh, and hang do like oh, suspensions yeah. and hang and hang and get swung around while he was doing performances and you know I mean he's compensating for something there you know like there, <laughs> it wasn't that great of music let's be honest like I like the guy but yeah no he kind of fucking sucked and so you got to do that shit then fine like go work on your fucking music bro. Like, I don't know. I just don't dig the whole when it becomes too angry or too like, where's yeah. the, like Alice Cooper said a long time ago on, on something. He goes, yeah, that's great. Where's the song? You know, it's great. You can play a riff a million miles a minute all fast and go. Or, hang on. Yeah. I, me, me and my friends used to call it the uh, Cookie Monster Rock because Cookie Mon- exactly Cookie Monster, fucking a, dude. Yeah, I can, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, uh, I can appreciate someone who's got a a manly, fucking aggressive voice. You know, um, there's a couple. Of cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, but I want to be on there. I want to be able to understand what you're fucking saying. <laughs> That's not a really like a well, like, unreasonable ask, is it? <laughs> right, exactly. When it started, okay, so like. Bathory's cool. That's they're the first ones doing it, right? And then you do Burzum. Okay, that's cool. Uh, mayhem, whatever. But now by this modern era, and you're all fucking playing Viking in Norway, uh, you're kind of jumping the shark the same way like modern hip hop is a bunch of fucking idiots that aren't actually gangsters talking about their guns going click and their got locks going boom. And yeah, I already yeah. heard that shit back in '92. You fucking fool. but like you know what i'm saying like you're a fucking douche not like what's new like there's no i don't know so i'm an old yeah and and you're right and like uh, a good example of it and like i'm not a huge i'm not i don't i don't know i don't know how this could be received since i've never talked to anybody about this band uh you heard a band called shinedown i'm assuming or like seems like a commercial rock sort of band I, I didn't understand a word of that, except for, it sounded bad though. But, but the point is, like, I had sex with Satan's rotting skull. That's what I did, Jay. So I put that on. I like Shinedown. No, oh, well, what I was going to say is there's an example of someone who's got a good masculine sounding voice, but I can still understand what he's saying. You know, I don't. I've only heard like two of their songs and they're not like super amazing or anything like that. But I was like, Oh, that guy's got a good voice. So you yeah, know, that's, that's, you know, that's my point. I was trying to make it's, you know, you can have, you can still sound like a dude and sing a song. You don't have to be raw. Well, yeah. You know what? Like again, like, uh, I, I think it was, I've seen, I was okay. Some of Pantera dorks. I've seen like super joint ritual and down and all the other shit too. And you know, Phil always gets up there and he does a fucking, he fucking does this uh, goddamn sermon about, how all I know is all these new booties sound a lot like me back in 92. 
He does a whole fucking thing. He used to do a whole fucking thing about it, but. <sighs> Dude, you don't bring it up. <laughs> you lose all your cruel points bringing it up. Dude, you're supposed he, to. Oh, he's, he, always loses, he always loses cool points, and then he brings them back. He tries to get it back. Like, you know, he threw a Sieg Heil a couple years ago. He's still fucking apologizing for. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot, dude. 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 Fucking goof, dude. You're, you're the guy that dresses like a skinhead for fucking heavy metal shouldn't be throwing Sig Heils, bro. No. <laughs> and what year is it? I mean, come on. Yeah. It was like 2016 he did it. Yeah, he's been dude, apologizing that, ever since. That's like 10 years too late, dude. <laughs> I mean, sure, I mean, realistically speaking, like, it's like 50 years too late. But, but you know what I'm saying? He could have pulled it off in the 80s, dude. I don't even yeah, know if he could have pulled that shit off in the 90s. I think yeah. he's all drunk and stupid. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. That's uh. And nowadays, holy fuck! I'm sure I'm gonna get fired from my re my real job for this show at some point or another. It's you can't say anything to anybody anymore, really. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I'm an independent contractor because I'm not meant for the uh, corporate world. Because I I can do my job, but I am intolerant of I call them Generation Tide Pod, uh, millennials, whatever the fuck you want to call them. If you're gonna like, like I, well, like I don't know, man. I'll play that shit, dude. Like, go fucking do your job. Don't like get butthurt about stuff. And if you're gonna get butthurt about stuff, like, like my last gig, I, I, I had to turn over the social media for a very uh, an account that I built from nothing to about fifteen thousand uh, Twitter and Facebook followers, and I had I had got Instagram up a few thousand, and so I built this thing from scratch. It's that's what I do. I do organic viral marketing, guerrilla marketing, or the fucking douchey term you want to put it on. I know how to do that stuff, right? Yeah. And so I have to turn this over. Boss wants to bring this fucking new millennial douchebag in. So we're at an event in Florida with a bunch of fucking retirees, right? Bunch of old 50, 60 year olds, right? Mm -hmm. Who are fans of this, of this, uh, this brand. And, and so when you think of 50 or 60-year-olds, do you think 50 and 60-year-olds are going to be on fucking uh, Twitter uh, canceling people or on Instagram uh, sharing pics? Or do you think they're going to be on Facebook looking at pictures of their grandkids? Yeah, what do you I think, think old 60-year-olds are going to be? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Oh, Parrot heads. Hey, hey, thanks for sharing, Cockface. <laughs> I, had to, I had to something for chat box, but no, you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, that's, so, that's not so, that's not how that works. Okay, so day of the event, right? We've built up, we've uh, we've sponsored this, we've spent about thirty thousand dollars as a sponsor of this event to make this shit happen, right? We were thirty grand right. in. Hey, bro, Ben's about to start. Want to send out the uh, Facebook post saying to get down here. Everything's going on, you know. Uh, you know, it's time to go, you know, the event that we're fucking throwing today. Yeah, and he yeah. gets back to me with, well, you know, um, Facebook is more a dead site and Twitter and Instagram are actually the live sites that you want to do that stuff on because um, Facebook is actually dead. And so I looked <laughs> at him and I said, who fucking told you that? Like, who, where did you read this? Because this is what you did. You fucking read some fucking person who's never done this, who's never built a brand in their fucking life, who doesn't understand how to build a brand. They get a fucking marketing degree and tell tell dumb millennials and Generation Tide Pod how to do marketing, and they're fucking wrong. I didn't say that. 
All I did was like, I laughed. I said, who fucking taught you? Who told you this? And he didn't want to answer. And, and so then he starts backsassing my boss about doing it because she wants it done. Everyone knows that this needs to be done. But instead of just fucking shutting up and doing it, he gets butthurt. He backsasses to where it becomes an argument. And then he finally goes and does it. He ends up doing it anyway. Like, you know you're going to have to fucking be a dumb little fuck. All right, you got to deal with you, know, you got to deal with the uh, HR when you get back to, from Florida to fucking deal with this little kid's butt hurt and all the other shit that goes on with these little fucking brats. You get, like no fucks given, dude. I don't mind older millennials. My wife's a millennial. I'm not fucking ta- shit talking all millennials, but there is a certain generation. Everyone gets a trophy type of one that fuck that. Like, oh, and I can't fucking fade that no more. That's why I'm going to start my own fucking radio station or a podcast or some shit. Fuck yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, every day I wake up waiting, hoping I'm famous so I don't have to fucking go to work again. <laughs> I, mean, jo- I mean, jokes aside, I certainly would love to do this for a living full time instead of, you know, just uh, doing it when I can. So, uh, well, I mean, I listen to, we listen to enough Howard Stern, I think, uh, uh, I did at least. You, you can get a, you got almost a whack pack going here, bro. You can get a whack pack going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. We, we gotta get, we gotta get Homeboy eighty eight back. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. We probably do need to do that at some point. <laughs> Just so you can fucking melt down one or two more times. He's entertaining. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun time here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not bitter that uh, I'm not a famous uh, podcaster at this point uh, because it's been a, a fun time. I've been doing this for years, uh, long enough to realize that fucking. Unless something randomly lucky happens, I'm never going to be a famous podcaster. I don't have the base audience big enough to grow it out that way. So, but I'm. But are, are you are you doing the things that you need to do to do it? Be probably honest. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Not. I can tell you straight up. I can tell you as a professional. My professional opinion is no, you're not. I, nope. Like if I was going to do one, you would. You know, you need your logo. You need your 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 subject matter. You need to make sure your dogs aren't going to be coming in the room for the next hour. Um, you know, <laughs> like that. The things that make your shit fun, though. You know, podcasts yeah, aren't, aren't exactly, a fucking. Yeah. Most podcasts aren't don't have this call in thing. So that's actually something that you have a plus going for you if you could figure out how to monetize. It, you know, like if you could figure out how to make get your whack pack going. Like, like think about it like this. Everyone hates Howard Stern now, right? All of Howard Stern's old fans hate his ass, right? Some a lot of them have gone to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's not a Howard Stern type though. You know, no, he's a fucking. No. He's a stoner bro. Yeah, he, he 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 smokes a bowl at fucking 35 and starts screaming bro history at everyone. And now he's an intellectual dark web. Okay. <laughs> you you got a bunch of fucking you got a bunch of fucking retards over here, bro. Get Asperger yeah, Wolf Castle. You get fucking uh you get Sly, fucking Chaldean Sly. You've got all sorts of fucking characters here. You get Stoner oh, no, J. No. Hang on. I'll give you a hand. Fuck yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, now, all we all we really need, I I think the show as it is, um, if it, if it was a real show and I could afford to pay everybody to call in on a regular basis, you know, because you guys have your own life and you you know that's the reason that none of you guys are my co-host as it is because nobody besides me really has the time to do this an hour a day, four days a week. I understand that. If we were a real show and I could pay you guys to you know be be calling in every day, um. I think the show as it is would be pretty marketable. I don't think we need to change it a lot. The problem is getting it out to the audience because, you know, no matter how good it is, if you don't, if you can't get people to listen to it, it, then it's not good at all. 
Well, hello there, one rainbow. What can I do for you today? Oh, guess not. <laughs> Maybe they weren't expecting for me to actually answer their call. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, dude? They're I, probably I, calling I, in to cancel us. But yeah, yeah. like a the, the um well yeah you just need to make your shit uh destination listening you know like maybe maybe like if you want like maybe do it monday through friday like a normal thing you know drive time sure. radio you know i was doing it seven days a week at one point i just uh well yeah that's uh, I, that's you overdid that that wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, was, saturday and sunday you should blow off you know yeah yeah maybe, I, yeah, or, yeah. Maybe well, on Saturday, I was, since it's UFC night, or give it right. Like maybe actually be doing Tuesday through Saturday instead of Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah, you know? something like that. You know, like to where you got where people, you know, you think of it like a fan, the fan that you were as a kid of stuff. Whether that's like for me, the you know people would tune into K Rock to listen to fucking Doctor Drew on Love Line and and Adam right. Carolla. You know, that was a big deal before you know before it was on MTV or whatever, that, that got to MTV because it was a popular local show. You know, you yep. just got to figure out your, your niche, just work it, you know? Yeah. And that's very true. And, uh, and even when I was doing it seven days a week, you know, and people are like, that's too much in certain ways. Yes. But other, in other ways, no, I mean, look at the, as you mentioned, like I, I'm sure, uh, LA has a bazillion of these guys. Cause it's practically where the format was invented. The morning talk radio people, you know, oh, the yeah. morning drive. You know, they, they get there Rick at like D's in the morning. Yeah, you know, they get there at five in the morning and they're there until like ten or eleven in the morning, depending on what their shift their shift is. Yeah. But even if you're just doing six to eleven, that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's a five hour shift, five days a week that they're talking. So when people go, I can't believe you talk for an hour a day, I'm like, dude, that's fucking nothing for a professional person. Yeah, no, that, that's a uh, like I said, I the I used to open a gym at four thirty eight in the morning till 11 in the afternoon or 11 in the morning and then my day was done i did a six and a half hour shift i i was i was wrecked i'd go work out i had my whole day left to me i'd go to bed like seven like you did do now or eight whatever but uh but yeah dude fucking all those guys like, i don't know did you see that thread that they're talking about on on the og that's about the tribute to knack radio yeah, yeah, I clicked it and I read the actual article. I didn't read the uh, any of the comments after it since it wasn't you know my station, but it was, it was an yeah. interesting read. Yeah. I was posting in on there about some of that stuff because yeah, that's like so. Knack Radio was where you went. It's like when you wanted to learn hip hop as a kid, uh, you went to an AM station that you could barely get in through all the fucking Spanish bullshit. It was called K Day, right? K Day had all like right. they had hip hop that they cuss because I think it was like a daytime K Day. K-D-A-Y was a daytime, like, news station, and then at night, these people got, like, the airwaves or some shit. So you got to hear, like, Easy e and, like, gangster shit, like, so you would record that, you know? You'd put your TDK tape in and press record and record that night's shit. K-Nack was the heavy metal version of that for LA, oh. you know? So, right, like, right. you had all the other, like, more, like, K-Rock, everyone, I don't know if you've heard K-Rock out here, that's, like, the popular, famous, legendary channel out here now. But that was like alternative music in the sense of like the Cure and Depeche Mode. That was never like a rock station. They got they became a rock station when they started playing Nirvana, Bad Religion, um, like more punk stuff. But like, like the first time I heard Metallica on fucking K Rock, it was like sacrilege. You're like, what the fuck is this? So point being, it's Destination Radio. You like all all, mm -hmm. all those things. You have a niche, you know, and and all those guys. Yeah, they did. They broke all their teeth out. There were so many cool radio stations out here. Wolfman Jack, you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
he was cared in the morning. Yeah. Now, um, over here in Detroit, our big ro- rock station, and it's it's a, it's pretty world famous as far as people that are into the radio thing would be 101 WRIF. And one of the reasons it's a big deal is because, you know, the station has been around since the 40s or 50s. But in 1971, they changed its call letters to WRIF and started playing rock and roll. And yeah, after 75, after 1975, they dropped almost all the pop artists to con- concentrate on rock. Uh, but they would pay, uh, play a pop or disco song if it was really popular. But once the 80s hit, that was it. And they're still here. And that's why I think they're a big deal. Because how least, many fucking radio stations are, are have been around since 1971 without changing their format? Well, do they still, do they, what do they play? Like, like, do they, play, what type of rock do they play? Do they play, um, like, mo- like, uh, like what you'd say, butt rock? Or do they play Metallica and some, like, harder shit? Or, like, some or they, well, they, they play Metallica and some harder shit. Uh, uh, see, that's, that's cool. Because it's a lot of the band, a lot of the ones when I, when I've traveled, like, the thing that's not actually in LA at all anymore, like you can get one in San San Bernardino or down going down to San Diego, is just a regular old fucking metal rocket hard rock channel. Like it's KLO, it's classic rock is KLOS, um, K Rock's like alternative, you know, and that's it. Like, but like KNAC was the and K another one called KMET were our heavy metal channels. They're gone, so there's there for like since the nineties. At least there hasn't like 95, 96, there hasn't been any type of metal radio out here. So it's cool yeah, when yeah. I travel and like, it's like, I know Detroit's hardcore. You actually have a good rock senior fucking, you know, you got Iggy and the Stooges and shit, you know? So, right, right. And, and that's one of the reasons why uh, Riff managed to stick around since 71, you know, because yeah. <clears throat> I mean, every other, there's, there's not a single station here in, in Michigan, I think that's, or Detroit that has been around. Well, maybe, I don't know. I'd have to check the hip hop people, but. It, but you know what's that's fifty years. I mean, how many fucking radio stations? Fifty years. And to ask, and to answer your question, uh, here's like uh, like their recent playlist: uh, "Help" by Papa Roach, "Brain Stew" by Green Day, "Other Side" by Chili Peppers, uh, "Driving Rain" by Slash and the Miles Kennedy and whoever the fuck that is. Uh, a Foo Fighters song, then a Van Halen song, Soundgarden, Garden, Beastie Boys, uh, Everlast. Okay, so Miami basic Fruit. like top forty rock, like yeah, but good yeah, rock I mean, at least at least well, I mean, something, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, but but they, it is a kind of a weird one, like like Daughter by Pearl Jam, then Money by Pink Floyd, then Master of Puppets by Metallica, and then Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry. So it is a pretty good variety, but they will play okay. some of the heavier stuff, you know. Yeah, but no, you're right. It's, uh, it's mostly hard rock. But that's like Kanak. They would play fucking. They played everything. Like that's how I am. I, I play like I'm not a big Bon Jovi or Winger fan or anything. But like I get that that's like what we were talking about before. So I get that's needed. You know, like it, to make it a full a full fledged. A fully rounded right, thing right. so that like it's not a bunch of larping fucking D punks like it's become you know that's why metal die fucking they ruined rock and roll because they fucking thought oh yeah winger sucks all these bands like yeah no shit they suck chicks dig them bro you know right Fuck. right you try to get See, and, and, their thing is, and, they, and their thing is they don't come back later on like the good stuff comes back like you're i'm looking at this uh, thing and there's guns and roses on here there's uh Rage Against the Machine, Quiet Riot, Scorpions. Yeah, but I don't see any winger. <laughs> so, exactly. And you, you're probably not going to see a bunch of Venom either or fucking yeah. any of the, you know, the other stuff that on the yeah, other spectrum of it. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, so that being the case, I would love to do like morning talk radio sort of shit. That'd be, you know, that'd be awesome. Um, 
Oh, I always I wanted know. to do. I always wanted to just have someone read the. I wanted to do the Stern's Howard Stern's news with someone, you know, and yeah, just yeah. fucking sit there and riff on all the stupid shit that you fucking say, you know, like. <laughs> oh, uh, we had Partridge call in, but he hung up before I could say hello. So, <laughs> but I'll warn you, folks, if you call in, I'm picking up the phone. Don't so don't 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 try to bluff me because that's not how that shit works. <laughs> Anyways, you got anything else you want to cover before we get out of here, dude? Nah, bro, I was just fucking bored. I wanted to get away from my fucking wife and kid for five minutes. Huh? And I was trying to say, I need to save your marriage, bro. You need to fucking, you need to be nicer to this woman. You need to work out, work out something about like, like, you know, like, you know that if you drink pineapple, it makes your fucking loads taste better, right? Maybe if really? you drink a lot of pineapple juice, your farts will smell better. Oh, I should look into that. Maybe I could get, get one of those butt filters I see all the time, you know? Yeah, or like, you know, they have like, we're, me, and, me and Tenor were talking about, they used to have these things for like, when you blow out a bong load. Yeah. Um, and you're like in a dorm or something, you need to blow a bong rip that like it kills the scent, you know, like, yeah. so you don't get caught. Maybe you just like, we stick a tube up in your prison wallet and oh, then it's no. fucking, you just get some, <laughs> you know, get some dryer sheets up there or something, bro. Hey, that's, that's fucking brilliant. I'm, I'm not even going to bother with the tube. I'm just going to pack my ass with dryer sheets and I, I, I assume it'll just filter it. Like I said, I'm a problem solver. So whenever you have a problem, like I'm here to just help solve problems, jack of all trades, master none, make it happen. You get Kevin oh. Barber's on here. I'm gonna fucking life coach this kid. He I needs know, to. He needs to be. He needs to. He needs some life coaching. I'm gonna life he coach does. this kid. He really does. Yeah, my my life is wasted. There's not much you can do to help me at this point. But he's young. He still has yeah. time ahead of him. Exactly. We're gonna hang around. We're gonna have a mustard dog, and we're gonna just talk about what the fucking issues are. Because <laughs> the glass is half full with that guy. That guy basically listened to some Dale Carnegie. He like yeah. listened to he either read The Secret or Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence Others, and he's good. He wants to be like, so let's make it happen for him, Jay. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. Get out here, Barber. We're gonna hook you the fuck up. You're gonna be a changed man once we're done with you. Fuck Icy Mike. Hey, fuck Icy Mike. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyway. All right, later, brother. All right. Thanks for calling him. I want to thank uh Jitsu for calling in. I appreciate it. I want to thank everyone else who called in. Uh, I always appreciate the phone calls. It helps to make the show go around. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock to do this shit all over again. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Passive J, and you guys have yourself a great day. Bye-bye. Kim Chin for the OG.